So over a hundred illegal mining farms were shut down in enforcement raids in Kazakhstan. And uh, the Financial Monitoring Agency of the Republic of Kazakhstan reported yesterday that 55 illegal mining farms voluntarily stopped their operation due to an informist campaign, enforcement campaign, and another 51 were terminated. And the raid kind of came to no surprise to those in Kazakhstan as the country has been stepping up its efforts to kind of lower the stress load crypto mining has been putting on its energy grid over the last you know 12 to 18 months. Um, just a little background, when China had their full ban on crypto and mining and everything like that, a large percentage just kind of moved over the border and moved up to Kazakhstan. And back in August of 2021, they housed more than 18% of the global Bitcoin hash rate. And last month, the National Ministry of Energy announced a strategy to identify and disconnect the non-compliant mining farms. Um, the enforcement operation targeted the farms that compromised the nation's energy network, and they were deemed illegal for one of the following three reasons. They either hadn't informed regulators of their activity, were illegally attached to the grid, or evaded tax and customs payments. And what's kind of crazy is the agency seized more than 67,000 pieces of equipment worth almost $190 million and only opened up 25 criminal cases. Uh, another crazy tidbit is the daily energy consumption in the country went down by 600 megawatts per hour following the raid, which is you know no small amount. Uh, the release mentioned several high business, uh, whole pro high profile business figures that were tied to the illegal activity, including an ex chairman of a gas company, the former head of drug crime for the national police, and the seventeenth richest person in the country. Um, my thoughts are, I mean, I understand the stress it puts on the country's energy resources. But maybe by seizing the $190 million worth of equipment and whatever else they took, they can afford to ramp up their, you know, either. I know I read an article that they were talking about building a nuclear power plant early in the year when everyone was starting to come in for the Bitcoin mining because they kind of wanted to grow along with it. But it seems like they changed that stance with this crackdown. I mean, I understand that there were illegal mining operations. Uh, who knows if they were compliant, if they would have been shut down. But Greg, what are your what are your thoughts on this? Well, I guess my my one question I have to start is how easy is it to become a legal mining operation? Is it something where they were skirting regulations just because or is it something where Kazakhstan has made it extremely difficult to become a legal uh, mining ent entity? So they kind of have to go the off the grids route. You, I think about that. Yeah. So I think what I read a couple of months ago was they moved. So like the China ban, like everyone kind of knew it was happening, but there were always rumors of it. So no one really took it seriously. So when they enacted that people were losing so much money on a daily basis that they just moved to where the next energy, not hub, but access point was. And that happened to be Kazakhstan and they set up shop so quick that I don't think they either didn't care about the regulations at that time because they just want to start making money or it might have been too difficult. I thought there might have been a limit on how many miners you could have set up as well, but that may be that may be null and void at this point.
Gotcha. No, that makes sense. That seems like, I mean, and it seems like they were making enough money where that doesn't really <laughs> deter them that much if they're still able to, you know, switch over and come from China over to Kazakhstan and start mining right away like that. Right. Um, yeah, the other thing, I, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of high profile people that are doing this. So maybe this is one of, at the moment, probably one of the easiest ways to make money in that region of the world is being able to set up something like this. Not saying it's right or wrong, but you can see that that's a, there's a lot of economic incentive to do this. Definitely. Well, and then, yeah, so it's just, it's crazy. So like I said earlier, Kazakhstan, it seemed like they were kind of working towards helping, you know, the country with Bitcoin mining and trying to profit off of that. But they might have gone too far because the government recently introduced kind of a three-pronged mining proposition. And it includes, so basically they want to increase the price per kilowatt by 335% just for mining operations. They want to tax each GPU and other piece of equipment needed to mine. And they also want to remove mining hardware from an exemption on value added tax. So while this isn't China doing a complete ban, this doesn't seem to be like the United States or the EU, like we're about to get into where they're kind of more playing into regulation with innovation and not stifling it. Whereas this almost to me is like, we don't want Bitcoin miners. And if you come over here, you better have a big ass operation because we're going to be taking our cut. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost like a shadow ban and making it so expensive to even operate that it literally isn't economically feasible to operate. Yeah. Good old marijuana tax. <laughs> exactly. Um, and this actually ties in really well to my article. Um, so uh, unless there was there anything else you wanted to go over? No, no, it's perfect. Okay. All right. So uh, my article on Monday, um, the European Union passed the Markets in Crypto Assets Regulation or MICA bill. Uh, this bill is going to focus on a coordinated strategy um, regarding crypto uh, the law includes, or the law originally included a provision that would have essentially banned proof of work, Bitcoin uh, mining. And this provision was struck down in revision beforehand, which is huge because the European Union currently accounts for about 12 to 14% of the worldwide hash rate. So a, a ban on mining there would have a pretty substantial effect on the Bitcoin hash rate until miners would be able to move to different countries or different areas of the world. Um, this, so that, that was not included in the bill. So the bill just, or does not deal with anything with proof of work at the moment. Um, the vote passed pretty handily. It was 31 yeses, four no's and 23 abstains. Um, the bill has been around for the last two years. It's kind of been working its way through and being upgraded and having things added and taken away from it. Um, the big things that are going to be included here are they want transparency and disclosure requirements for digital asset issuance, uh, authorization and supervision of crypto asset services providers, consumer protection standards, and market abuse prevention measures. So, I mean, you really think it's just, it's they're looking for a regulatory framework kind of akin to like stocks and other assets. I mean, I, don't, I didn't see anything in here that was really jumping out um, as anything bad for crypto at the moment. Uh, did you get a chance to look at this? Yeah, I did. And I would agree. It kind of, 
struck me the same way that Biden's executive order did, where it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I'm really happy they took out the proof of work, all that jargon, because, I mean, that's just another example of that. And the Kazakhstan shit is why the crypto team, crypto chemistry team loves proof of stake systems. But besides that, my first thought was like, you know, Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you're last. Obviously, the EU wasn't like the first one to come out with this bill, but you don't want to be too far behind the curve in regards to crypto innovation and adoption. And that kind of goes hand in hand with crypto regulation. You can't have one too far of the other. So I love that, you know, these big, you know, countries and organizations and everybody is starting to talk about crypto, but we just got to make sure we don't like, I just, I, I just keep thinking of Kazakhstan, they stifling innovation, same with China, but like with China, they're at least, they've said that they're working on CBD, CBDC development and looking at like blockchain tech and NFTs, but they still have a complete ban on it for the consumer base. So as long as, you know, the governments are doing their due part and due diligence and learning about crypto and not completely squashing the little guy, I'm, I'm a hundred percent for it. Yeah. And I think one of the things that a lot of these leaders are starting to see is that if they're not going to welcome this innovation, then it's going to rapidly move elsewhere. And that this is a worldwide thing and, you know, people can really do this anywhere in the world. You don't have to be in a certain area in order to have this. So if someone's going to stifle your innovation, you know, you can easily move shop and set up somewhere else. Um, well, that's the I mean, thing. Even, even look at the miners, like just moving from China to Kazakhstan. And that's actually moving physical equipment like that. And that was something that they were able to do relatively easily just with how much money they're making. Yeah. And that's the thing, like these countries are going to very soon realize that if they overstretch, they're not only losing out on retaining talent that can help grow, you know, businesses and corporations and help make the country money through taxes, but they're also hurting the direct taxes that they can make from the mining or the businesses that they're, you know what I mean? Exactly. shooing out of their country so willingly. I don't know. It, I mean, again, yeah. it go, I think it kind of goes back, like you said earlier, with the marijuana tax, where if you just make marijuana legal and tax it, why can't you just make that money? Like, just, you know, work with these people, make the setup taxes however you want it, but make it so that it's everybody's get, everybody's winning. I mean, we can do something where everybody gets the best you know what, everybody might not get everything, but if we can at least come, come to some sort of compromise and it's not just let's, uh, you know, stifle everything and make it illegal, I think that we're on the right path here. That they're, I think one of, the, one of their primary objectives, actually, just a final point, is that they're ensuring that the EU financial services regulatory framework is innovation friendly and does not pose obstacles to the application of new technologies. So I think they're, they're saying the right things. We'll see if their actions follow them, but they're saying the right things. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I hope they don't move too fast. I didn't see any day commitments for, you know, like with Biden's executive order was 180 days for basically everybody to report back on their findings. Um, I would assume that the EU is kind of along a similar path. But so this one, this one actually is a little more advanced because this one's actually a 
uh, actual law that went into effect or actual bill that is going into effect. Okay. Or, an, or a regulation, I guess. Whereas Biden's was more of like a, his was an order telling people to look at it. This is more of an actual regulation that is going into effect. I don't, there's no like hard numbers on what they're doing yet, but I think this is a little more advanced than. So this is like the chapter page before you get to the book. Like it's telling you what they're doing, but not how they're Correct. doing it yet. All Correct. Right. Beautiful. Th- at Beautiful. least that's my understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, all right, cool. Well, yeah, we're right about at time. I appreciate you uh, hopping on, Greg. Appreciate, appreciate everybody too. listening in. And we will uh, catch you tomorrow on another episode of Daybreak Crypto.